Welcome to Layout. Layout is a show about design, technology, and everything else. This week, we uh, take the opportunity of this being our last show of the year to reflect on our past year, uh, things that we're proud of, the ways that we want to change and adapt for the new year. It's a much more personal show than usual, but I think it's a great one, and I think you're, you're going to really enjoy it. Our thanks to Play for sponsoring this week's episode of Layout. Check them out at createwithplay.com. We'll tell you more in the episode. So take a listen. Hello, Kevin. Brendan Clark. Hello. <laughs> Is anyone keeping track? Uh, I'm not. Like, I just imagine Dave has, like, a spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you, you have a middle name, right? I, at some point, like, I've forgotten. We don't have middle names. Not really a thing. Okay. And when you say we, you mean, like, Canadians? Or? Here. I actually don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I think they're not a thing in we. Quebec, like, in our province. Oh, okay. Very much. Like, there's, like, additional names that can be added on. Hmm in the mix but they're not on any piece of id they're not oh wow i don't think they're legally binding unofficial little name add-ons for 199 right just a little just sprinkle right exactly something like that interesting um, <laughs> interesting <laughs> so yeah we this is not a thing here how about in portugal i think we've talked about this before yeah i think we i've probably had this conversation in portugal we have all the names all of it all the names so they're all on your ID card, like you have a ton of names? I have four names, and I'm on the, like, short name side of the spectrum for Portuguese people. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, for example, my dad has five or six, I forget. Oh, my goodness. I know. That is a lot of names. Uh, and that's why uh, we named our baby. We just gave him two names. First and last. Boom. Simplify. Nice. Minimalism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> Because um, then it's also like it's uh, it's tricky, confusing, and borderline sometimes dangerous that if someone asks you like a I don't know an official form you have to fill in online or something, and he asks for first name and last name, mm. I assume like it's my first first name and my last last name, like one name each, right? Right. But technically, my first name is two names, and my last name is like also two names. Oh I have two last names, <laughs> so. So it has happened in where, like, I, you know, it's usually, like, everything around airlines or something, if I'm flying. Oh, my goodness. And, like, if things don't match precisely, like, oh, you're in trouble. What are you trying to do? Just escaping the law, you know, or something? <laughs> Arrest this man. <laughs> something. Like, sometimes it's <laughs> it's tricky. Oh, my gosh. And how does it happen? Is it just because that's just how it is? Like, how do you get those names? Are they through last name inflation or like how, how do you because it's like it's a thing here where people like give you know the last names of the two parents and then like yeah. you know fast forward a couple generations and now you've got a, a big problem in your hands like which ones of all of these names do we do we put it but that's exactly right like it's very common uh i don't know if even like the law i don't know but it's everyone i know has both their parents last names Right. So, and even if, like, in in the case of my mom, when when I was born, my mom was married to my dad, and my mom took my dad's last name. Right. right. So technically, my mom, both my mom and dad, had a last name, but so it doesn't count. So I got my father's last name and my mother's family name. Right. So I got two. Right. And then, 
usually have like two or three first names just to get a little mix to be unique i guess give you some options <laughs> yeah and then some some people you actually call them by their second name mm, or something right it's it's too complicated as you can probably could already guess what i name my kid i don't i'm not a fan of that <laughs> that's just how things are i guess like let's break the cycle yeah and apparently here in the netherlands by law if you're married and you have a kid your kid will take their father's last name like that's the law really you can't pick the mom's last name or a little, like a mix of both like we do in portugal like no the law is what about same-sex couples <laughs> absolutely no idea no idea. I would love to know. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I guess I could pick. Well, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, it does seem backwards uh, <laughs> to enforce that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not surprised that the law doesn't accommodate for that, right? Like, Jesus. <laughs> the old habits and laws. Of, Jesus. So, anyway. Uh, luckily, that's not a thing in Portugal. So, I was able to register my son at the embassy. Nice. And I kind of picked. I mean, Portuguese has, has their own set of weird rules but anyway is this a show is this what people tune in for yeah that's a show all that stuff reminds me of when i was working on checkout and we had so mm. many conversations about these kinds of things and like we also had a problem which we labeled the madonna problem <laughs> which is essentially like only one name yeah some people like literally some people have only a single name chair can't buy stuff in shopify <laughs> yeah so it's like requiring first and last name is generally a bad idea it's also generally preferable to just do a single field Mm -hmm. just name just like put whatever you want you have 14 like rafa sure (laughs) sure we'll have them Uh you know you have it's like in my opinion the best way to do is just a single field the downside is you have to let go of the idea that you can send emails by saying Hi, Rafa. <laughs> mm. Blah, blah, blah. But I think people should just get over that. And, and there are like services or I don't know. There's probably a, a ton of JavaScript uh, <laughs> node modules you can get <laughs> to like take a full string of your name and then try to extract what is the first name. Sounds dangerous. Yeah, it's not a good <laughs> idea to try that, uh-huh. I would say. Yep. <laughs> Very error prone. So, yep. Yeah, it's best not to try. Names. What a bad idea. Uh, yeah, and you see the, all these tweets of like these online form validators, like somehow like nope, two name is too short, like a I don't know, like a two letter name. Yeah, um, it's usually like somehow not as accommodating or inclusive for like Asian names or like non Western English based names usually. So that's also fun. Yeah, I have a f- friend. His name is Seraphin, and he has like a acute accent on the E. Yep. And he always, like, posts on Twitter, like, screenshots of ways that it renders in, like, Mm -hmm. name tags or, like, just anything printed, basically, like, always completely messes it up. It's like, oh, my gosh, that's terrible. Yeah, we got a lot of that in Portugal. And actually, I do have one of those in my second name. Anyway, yeah, this internet technology was a mistake. Hi, Kevin uh, Bernard. Clark, how are you in the last working week of the year, I think, I assume? Yeah, it's the last week. In the last show, the last recording of Layout of the Year. How are you feeling? I feel good. I have this thing. I'm curious to know if you have the same thing, if it's universal or it's just me. But I feel like no matter what it is, like whether it's the end of year or it's like any other time, 
But whenever you know that there's a vacation on the calendar, oh yeah, by the time you get there, you need it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no matter what, it's like I'm so done. I'm so ready for that vacation. It's just you can place that vacation wherever you like on the calendar. You will always feel like you desperately need that vacation <laughs> once you know it's in the calendar. Yeah, because your brain knows where the like the finish line is. It's like uh, you know when you're like outside and you need maybe go to the toilet, uh, and you definitely need to go to the toilet. The moment you're getting close to a toilet is somehow the hardest. Like you're fine or whatever until you're really close. Maybe you're like Showtime. coming home. <laughs> you're you're getting you're, you're home. You're like oh man, oh my god, I have to go now. <laughs> Somehow your brain knows where the finish line is. And it's just like, all right, well, I'm going to give it all. Because this is clearly the last stretch. <laughs> the ultimate finish line is the toilet. <laughs> mm-hmm. It really is. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm feeling it. I think it'll be good. It's been a pretty intense year. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, work-wise. I feel like things have, like, cranked up by, like, quite a few steps on my end. Like, where I feel like it was in a situation where I was essentially forced to grow very quickly, it was sort of like, well, either you're going to learn how to swim or you're going to drown. <laughs> and I feel like I managed um, to sort of figure it out. I mean, you know, not completely, like still have plenty of room to grow, but... You managed, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was a good year. It was a challenging year, but I feel really happy about like what I was able to accomplish this year um, specifically. And I feel it's not necessarily like a year thing, but it's um, someone once described to me like growth as instead of being like a, like a slope, like that just goes up, that it's more like stairs Mm. that you have intense periods of time where you're like learning a lot. You're just growing a ton. You're like in a new environment. You're, soaking everything up and then you kind of like reach this sort of plateau where you're like okay like i'm still progressing but i've like adjusted to that new environment Mm -hmm. and then you kind of like grow more slowly at that plateau until there's another big step change that happens that's like oh okay like now i'm completely out of my element again i need to like relearn things uh all over and so that's a good way to put it this year kind of felt like i don't know who said that but Uh, how about you i imagine you've also been through a pretty life-changing experience this year yeah i mean no for sure actually before i get to that i want to ask do you feel like has it been like a pretty intense year for you because you've you know been through some challenging uh, changes at work and growth and all everything you just mentioned do you feel like as uh like is it a global thing universal thing that this year was like a lot of people were kind of forced it was very intense regardless i feel like Mm. last year was weird like last year it affected different people in different ways some people like lost their jobs and and like companies just could not handle it some others like had to work extra hard because now it's whatever it's you know way harder some people are like way easier chill because now they work from home and actually it's not as intense as it was before it was random it really depends on on your situation yeah this year was like all right now it's for real like we we don't have the excuse anymore kind of right i think we lost the excuse of the pandemic and covid and just like i felt for me that a lot of people in companies and whatever tried to make up for the lost time of 2020 kind of they try to make it up Mm. this year so everyone was like 
you know, trying to catch up almost, and it was exhausting. Do you feel that way? Yeah, like last, yeah, last year was the word I would use to describe it is like traumatic. Yeah, I think where there's just so much going on and just in the world. <laughs> and that's why also I think like many of us like just when you're thinking about time, in my mind, there is a before COVID and an after COVID. Mm-hmm. And it's like, BC. it's yeah, it's hard to tell the time like things that were before COVID just feel like a lifetime ago oh, yeah. to me. And then everything since kind of feels like one continuous year maybe but yeah so this year was much more like well we're not getting out of this really like that's just kind of the new normal kind of thing which in many ways was better right there's fewer like ups and downs of you know being feeling like you're on on this sort of wild roller coaster but honestly to bring it back to what you said before of like when your brain knows where the finish line is it kind of you kind of I don't know. I don't know if you give it all or you just the closer you get to that finish line, the more exhausted you are. Right. And I think, at least for me, I think with this year, with the whole, like, at the top of the year, we're like, you know what? There's a vaccine coming. We see it. Actually, some people already got it. Right. It somehow felt like the end, like, not the end end, but like a resting point. All right. Like a turning point after everyone's vaccinated or whatever, after this whole thing, like just the last stretch, just hang on. There's a vaccine. This is going to get better. And I think for that reason, like when we were getting close to the summer and we kind of knew when to expect everyone to be vaccinated by, um, I think my brain was like, all right, just last stretch. You know, it's just June, you know, just we're there. And then after it was like, actually, no, we still have half of the year to go. Like it's it's kind of the same bullshit. A little bit, of course, better, but, but, and I feel like because of that, I was just even more exhausted. Like, oh, I thought mm. it was going to get substantially easier and it didn't really, right? It was just like, it got better for sure, but it was not like maybe the end that I was maybe fantasizing uh, about, right? That turning point. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I think you're right. Like there is a bit of like, you know, getting the vaccine felt like a hey, like, this is a historical moment, you know? Like, it was like, yes, like, we did it. And it's kind of like, yeah, but we didn't solve the problem. We just, you know, we just bought our, ourselves more time, I guess. Time that now is like, yeah, now we get, everyone needs to get boosters. Like, you know, that vaccine is kind of wearing off. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but I'm fine. I'm like, keep him coming, like, you know? <laughs> absolutely, sign me up. I'll take three. I will happily, uh, it's not even a price I have to pay. It's, you know, it's just like, sure. Yeah. Uh, I would say for me, though, like where we're at right now, and again, who knows, this might change, and that's kind of part of just life these days, but where we're at now, I'm like, I can do this. Like, that's a level where I'm, personally, I feel, with like the current measures in in the situation, obviously, like not downplaying, you know, all the challenges we're we're facing in the world, but just like the, the personal impacts on my life, I'm like... Okay, I've adapted. I can tolerate that, right? Like, we're still able to see friends. We're still able to go to the gym. You can go to restaurants. You can, like, mm-hmm. have to wear a mask when we're in public. But that's... I'm fine with that. Like, I'm happy to take that trade off. Like, I, right. it feels less of a, like, 
basically when we had the lockdowns and you couldn't see anyone, right? Or you couldn't really go out on other than essential uh, things. That felt like I was holding my breath, essentially. And I was like, I cannot wait. We're back at that, by the way. Uh, oh, you're back at that. We're on a second lockdown. Not second. I mean, it's a lost count. Yeah. Damn. To me, like that felt harder to last. But where we're at now here feels sustainable, at least to me. I still feel uh, not cool with this. Like, I still can't really handle it very well. I'm still scared. Like, every time I am forced to be more exposed a little bit, like when I traveled or, I don't know, again, when I kind of lose control a little bit of my surroundings, I still get freaked out. And I think, honestly, at some point, like, statistically, I'll probably catch it at, at some point. And I think only then I'll know what to expect. And it all comes back to, like, I think I am a control freak. And that's... <laughs> so... Like, catching a disease that I don't know how it's going to affect me. Is it going to be just like, cool, I wouldn't even notice. Am I even going to get affected? Am I going to get, like, am I going to have trouble breathing and get, you know? Like, I don't know. And <laughs> I think that still freaks me out a lot. Um, and I think maybe it's only when I actually do have it and I'll, <laughs> I'll know if it's fine or not. Then I kind of know what to expect and I think I'll handle it a bit better. But so, to go back, you asked me how this year has gone. It's... Like, at the end of 2020, I actually don't know if we talked about it on the show or not, but at the end of that year, that was probably the most productive year of my life. And I think even, like, mm. it was even weird. They're like, oh, my God, 2020, such a weird year. Isn't it weird that this is going to be the – this was my most productive year ever. So I – in that year, I have I got married, got pregnant, like, massive life-changing event. I changed jobs. Um, I shipped – one or two side projects. I shipped Hand Mirror for sure. Um, so, you know, it was very eventful. It was a lot of very productive. And also, I learned how to deal with anxiety in my life. Like, this is also massive and took a lot from me, really, energy. Um, and at the end of that year, I remember telling myself, like, it's great. I'm fortunate. I was able to do all this, but this is not sustainable. And I need to slow down. So, next year, meaning this year, uh, I said, next year I would be happy. And like, my goal is like, really? Like, you're going to have a kid if everything goes right. So just make sure the kid survives. <laughs> if that's all you, you achieve, you have a baby and you make sure the baby survives, is healthy as, as much as you can control. It sounds great. Like, I would be happy with that. Like, that was my goal. But I did so much more than that then. Like, I did that, and I changed jobs again, and I shipped another app, <laughs> and uh, apparently now I'm buying a house. I don't know if that'll Ooh. still be part of this year or not, but it's like so much more than I I could handle. But like, I didn't want to have another like two massively productive years in a row. I didn't want that, but that's what ended up happening. <laughs> and like, it was a lot. It was really a lot. Like, I'm okay and all. But it's like, I'm so tired. And sure, like, oh, I have a baby. You know, who's not tired? Like, that, you know, parents. But, like, Jesus, I'm really, really tired. And I, like, next year, now, here, here I am again, a year later, saying, telling myself, like, next year, I just want, I already know that I'm going to move. Oh, if everything goes right, I'll move. That is already, like, a big eventful event. Absolutely. Let just be that, right? That in, in raising a baby still. It's also uh. massive. Uh, it's a lot of energy. But, like, this year was a lot, really. And, again, I'm, I'm okay, but just tired. Do you see this as, like, a 
positive thing of like looking back and like, wow, I did a lot or, oh no, that was too much. <laughs> I should have done less. Depends when you would ask me that. Like there's definitely some moments that I'm like, why, why am I doing this? Why did I change jobs in the middle of that whole thing? <laughs> actually, I mean, that's not a real question. That's actually, I think it was positive. It helped me. But like even sometimes I have to admit, like we have to record this show. I'm like, I'm already so exhausted. Like, why am I still doing this? I mean, in the moment, I never regret doing it. Uh, <laughs> so don't freak out. Uh, but like, I need uh, just like a lot of stuff happens. Mm -hmm. And you try to like deal with it in the moment. Like, oh, when you have a baby. Okay, I don't know what it's like to have a baby. It's kind of hard to predict or schedule my day when it's so unpredictable and you don't know how to deal with it. Totally. Uh, mm -hmm. and even now, like I'm working nights. Like, okay, but we used to record layout at night. So how are we going to do this? Like, I don't know. I'll figure it out. So now I'm recording. Like I just take a break from work to record this and then go back to work. But like, but this whole thing has been like, I just been improvising. Like I'll, I'll make it work. You know, it's, it's all fine. But I think, and part of the thing I want to do now during this, this break now, the, these couple of weeks is I want to hit pause on everything I have and now intentionally organize my life mm. in a way that like, in a, in a more productive way that I feel like I can be in control a little bit. Because uh, right now I've just been winging it and it's not, it's just a lot. That's all. Like there's nothing really negative. It's, I'm just tired and I feel it. And I feel like I'm not putting in the energy that everything kind of deserves. Like work, like this show, like my kid sometimes. Like sometimes I find myself like just wanting him to just like just just stop crying just like entertain yourself because i need to finish this thing i need to write this email and i'm like what are you doing like th this is not helpful stop with the email or the things you think you have to do focus on him right like it's not mm. one thing at a time but sometimes i try to do way too much and then everything is just gets off you know the tracks <sighs> so that's that's my goal for next year like dude chill take it easy chill out yeah i like that chill out that, yeah. that's good I just knowing you, I already know you're going to fail. <laughs> this goal, but Shit. I'm happy that uh, you you are at least attempting. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that. Like Rafa failing his goals is like being <laughs> extremely productive and like launching a bunch of things. <laughs> so I'm sure that that will happen. But um, yeah, totally. I mean, I've never even come close to like you know having all the stuff you have going on in your life but i know that i've been in some points in my life where i was like oh that's too much like just feeling like i can't mm -hmm. do all the things or like i there's sort of like this like feeling inside of you of like constantly feeling like you're running this marathon that just feels terrible and that i feel like i've mostly corrected in my life and i feel so much better for it so exactly i wish the same for you <laughs> and i think that's part of our uh, i suspect you're like me in this maybe maybe not but like i just do well under pressure always have like even back in school like if i had to make a presentation or something and i had a month to do it i wouldn't until the night before and then the night before again high pressure i would pull it off i actually do a really good job and you know under pressure so that is what that might sound like a good trait like a good thing to have but what that means is that i just wait until there's pressure <laughs> and i know i'll deliver then interesting like 
oh, you don't have time. Like in hindsight, I think it's ridiculous and unhealthy that the one side project, the one app that I've built and shipped and all, I did that like one or two weeks after having a baby. Like that was like probably the, the high point of like <laughs> the hardest point, right? Like you, you're unequipped, to, you don't know how to deal with, with that. And so like that is weird. In hindsight, I think that was weird that I was able to do that then. But also not surprising because again, it's like high pressure. That was one of the highest pressure uh, in my year and it was when i was the most productive mm. and the most effective with my time and my skills and all and at the time it's like oh i get that high right like it's cool it's good i was got a lot of energy and i was like oof, this, this is fun i'm excited uh but then it's only after that you know when it cools down it's like the adrenaline right like when the adrenaline wears off you you realize actually how much <laughs> how tired you really are um so that is scary because like it's, it's that means that the more pressure i get the more you know the biggest the high i'll have hmm. or whatever are you that way do you feel that or no i am not that way i mean i don't get me wrong i do plenty of things last minute that is not by choice <laughs> or not but not because it will give me a better result if I had more time, it would 100% give me a better result. Generally, for me, that's if there's something that I am not doing uh, or I'm procrastinating on, that's because I don't want to be doing this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if I'm really excited about something, then I would want to do it right away. And so there are a bunch of things like, for example, like giving talks was like always something that I like really looked up to people who gave talks and like as a self-taught designer always had the sort of like dream of hey like myself being on on a stage one day and like yeah I've certainly done that but more recently I'm like I really don't want that stress (laughs) (laughs) yeah I really like interesting if I can help it like I would love to avoid this like I And this is a part of me that I'm, like, starting to know myself better of, like, Hmm. the reward is, I feel like, is not worth the time investment. And that doesn't mean I, I like, will never do it. There still are going to be times where I choose to do it anyways uh, against my better judgment. But I can guarantee you that literally every single time that I've done a talk, I've been like, why? (laughs) Why did you voluntarily decide to do this you hate every part of this like the only part i don't hate is the moment i'm on stage and delivering the talk and you probably like the after after it's like always fun ha- yeah having given a talk is, is always, always feels amazing but yeah um so it's like that's one thing uh another thing that i'm like you know something that i never ever want to do in my entire life is write a book <laughs> I will never do this. Hopefully, maybe I can make like a like a short magazine style, like a you know mm-hmm. three blog posts glued together. <laughs> but like a book, book, no, I would never. I this and this is the thing that it's like. Hey, I'm thankful that I don't have to do it to know. I would hate every part of this. <laughs> but like But here's the thing, even though you realize that you hate giving talks, you still have done that. Oh yeah. So But I but you I you think you'll still write a book one day. No, I I mean I I'm really like I I'm trying to signal like as loudly as I can like <laughs> to yourself. Do not do this. Okay. Like yeah, t- talking to my future self, do not do this. Like 
you will hate yourself and you will hate your life for doing it. Like it's just <laughs> excruciating to have to write like so many words about anything. I like writing. I write all the time about different things, you know, but in a, maybe like a smaller format, a, a smaller scale. So, yeah, I do find like as I'm getting older, I'm getting better at knowing the things that I don't want to do and knowing the things that I'll be like, hey, if I do this, I can guarantee you I will 100% procrastinate until the very last moment that I have to do this. And that's probably a signal that I shouldn't be doing this thing in the first place at all uh because i probably don't like it that's smart so that's gross yeah like so i don't necessarily feel that in this in the same way as you of like oh like i i like the pressure but that i also i'm envious in some ways right like we've talked about like all the side project stuff of like how i just do a thing and then i get bored with it and then i just move on and then i just never actually launch it and so there's something there too that i think is like is a strength that you have that you're able to harness that maybe doesn't really work in quite the same way for me. But it would cost. Well, you know. That's a reference that you don't get because superhero movies. <laughs> Another one, see? Yeah, I have I have no idea what this what this was about. Um yeah. sorry, we had a pre talk about superhero movies and how Kevin does But I feel like that's well documented on the show. Yeah, like, I don't watch <laughs> any superhero movies at all. I do not care. <laughs> don't email me yeah this whole thing started because i was telling him about into the spider-verse and i i've forgotten that of course he would not have watched that but he should anyway bring us back to the topic yeah see i, I think it's the, the grass is always greener on neighbor's lawn so like yeah it sounds super cool to ship side parties and all but also your take on this and that sounds great to me right now <laughs> like not going through that pressure of shipping stuff because like all of these high projects probably all of them combined the actual time I've put into them, it's probably still like less time than what you've put into your side projects that you haven't shipped. <laughs> you know? Right. I remember when you were like writing that whole sync engine kind of like that, you know? <laughs> like yeah. sounds like an impressive, thoughtful programming challenge that you I learned a lot. Yeah, I, I know you did. <laughs> but so yeah. What I'm trying to say here is like whatever side of this spectrum you feel like you fall into, there's definitely not a right and wrong like a best and worst, like good or bad approach to things. They all they all come with trade-offs and you'll, you'll definitely feel them. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. There's one thing I've been thinking about recently and I don't know if that's the thing that you also think about or not, mm. but, and I don't know, it, it might not be true for you. I've had the realization lately and it's funny, like, we sort of talked about this a little bit with Ryan last week of, like, what do you want to be known for? And I've been thinking about this in thinking that, like, I feel like what people know me for is not the real reason why they should know me. <laughs> Basically, like... How come? What do you think people know you for? You know, like, people follow me on Twitter and stuff, or, like, they listen to the <laughs> show, or they, you know, and that stuff's all fine good but i sometimes i wonder like why do these people follow me like why are they interested in what i have to say like if you're listening to this like why why are you taking hours of your day <laughs> listening to uh rafa and i talk about random stuff right what are you talking about it's because they look up to you yeah but why i'm gonna speak for myself but you're just an incredible designer everything you put out it's just like oh yeah 
yeah yeah that's it like that's yeah that's the right answer like ugh, i just didn't didn't even know and it's even i think for me knowing you better and better the more i know you the more impressed by you i am because like even now i know like oh shit even though he's one of the best designers i've and doing the best design work i've seen that's not even the thing he does all day he's just he, you know he spends most of the day managing other designers like not even actually doing the pixels himself like that it makes it even more impressive and then all the extracurricular stuff that you do it's just like oh you rewrote our website stuff like it's just such a well-executed impressive uh thing like all the programming work that you do but you don't ship like i from what i know is like holy shit this is really impressive like you're just good at almost like everything you do and it's such a reliable constant level of quality and like shit this guy's great that's why i look up to you that's one of the reasons that is very nice of you and i like promise this was not what i was looking for in this, <laughs> this conversation but like but uh, rafa what else what else do you like about <laughs> right no 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 but so let, let's like quickly move away from the compliments sure sure you're you're feeling uncomfortable that's okay because i feel uncomfortable but (laughs) uh but thank you very much i really appreciate that Mm -hmm. um no but i feel so there's a lot of stuff where i personally i feel like what i've spent a lot of my time on for example in the last few years of my career has been leadership and management and like crafting like solid visions and creating an environment where we can like really raise the quality bar for all of the work that we do and change the way that we think about approaching projects and like there's so many things that I'm sort of working on that I feel like the world has no idea like most unless you work with me yeah like you have no idea of any of this like it, so that that's what's funny kind of to me is that like there's a lot of people who like if they follow me and i like really appreciate it and stuff and they'll like know me as like oh he's the guy who helped design like weatherline and it's like oh that's literally like you know 0.1 percent of what i've done you know um Mm -hmm. or it's like oh like i love your portfolio that you haven't updated in like five years right that like all that stuff is like so old by now (laughs) i'm just like there's so many more i feel like there's so many more that i'm doing that i am not giving the world a chance to see in a way like the same way that you and i maybe have talked about like hey like some of the stuff that i've been playing with in terms of programming and like i've been having fun lately with 3d and stuff like that and i mean not that i want to be known for 3d like absolutely not but just saying like i feel like people don't know the things that I'm actually good at and like have a different understanding or a different view of who I am and what I do. And a lot of people think about me as like the guy who like, you know, is saying random bullshit on on this podcast. And that's great. That's one of the things that I do. But, you know, there's more to it. And it makes me wonder if I'm doing not doing a poor job about sort of showing people the kind of stuff that I do where it felt easier to do on it for design work and it feels harder to do for other things. But I'm trying to understand what about that is bothering you a little bit because I feel like that's the case with most people. Like actually most people don't even have a Twitter account. Most people don't don't have that public persona. And even the ones that they that do, most of them are mostly known for one or two things. Like 
Lauren Brichter, what an incredible hero and like inspiration and for me in my entire career. I only know like what he did what, like 15 years ago, like the one app he, he worked on. Right. Like I actually know very little of what he's been up to and as a person. So if we were talking to him right now, he would probably say, yeah, most people know me for like one or 2% of the work I've done in my career. So I think that's just how things go. Like also... Literally all of the work that I've done in the past year at Superlist, no one knows about. Um, I mean, aside from people who work with me, that's okay. So, like, I'm, I'm trying to understand what part of that bothers you. Is it like that you would like people to know, to be aware of all the other work that you've been doing, or is it like that you somehow are bothered by that people only know you for that part of your career or your work or your personality yeah i mean that's a really good question i don't know and like maybe framing it in the sense that i'm like bothered about something is the wrong framing because i'm like you know this sounds like such a weird like not even a first world problem like humble brag kind of like <laughs> uh-huh. ooh, like you know look at all these people who know me like <laughs> doesn't that suck that they don't know me for the right thing <laughs> but no i guess i'm just thinking about what I do, like what I wish for myself is I wish I could find or or the way I prioritize my time maybe is like I I would like to skew it more towards aligning like my public persona for what it's worth with some of the more recent things that I'm working on. Okay. It's almost like your portfolio need to update it, but also like your public persona, you need to update that. With more recent work. (laughs) Yeah, and it's not just persona. Like, that also sounds like it's a character, but just like... Yeah, Kevin Bernard Clark. Yeah, like, I want to put out there more... Find more avenues to be able to share what I'm doing right now. Which is tricky, right? Because it's work stuff. Which is really tricky in, like, a management landscape and, like, knowing, like, see, I don't want to write a book about management. Like, I'm not interested. Don't even try. (laughs) So... Yeah, like that's I'm like I'm curious to like find ways to get that out there more to leverage that a bit better and just like you know the same thing about like <laughs> the easy example is if you want to do talks like I still have plenty of people who like message me to do talks which I all turn down anyways but uh, um, but it's like they all want to know like tell us things for like about designers and I'm like can I talk about management and they're kind of like yeah we're not really that interested (laughs) (laughs) right it's like well then you're not interested in what I'm doing right (laughs) like that's just Mm. that's just it right like it's and so I don't know I'm also like a part of this too is I feel like our work is so um like is not permanent and I'm definitely I've always been interested in the idea of like, how do you capture some of the work that we do? Even if you're like, what you're doing is like you're designing websites or you're designing apps, um, which is totally cool, by the way. Like, I love it. You know, (laughs) this is what I do in my side projects. You're better. (laughs) For free. (laughs) Like, even if you do that, those projects have a time uh, shelf life that is not that long. Yeah. It's maybe like a year or two. Yeah. And then that will disappear. How do you capture the essence of that? How do you save it for later? How do you help 
you know, even if it's just for yourself of like, hey, like, let me go back. Like, I want for myself to be able to go back through my career and be able to look back at all these projects and all these decisions. And there's like a there's a cool thing about this to me that I want to capture that I don't want to go away because it's very easy to forget about all these things. Are you sad? Are you happy? Are you proud or satisfied? I don't know which word to pick. Are you proud of like the professional you are now? Or are you still very much dissatisfied with where you are now? Mm, I would say I'm proud. I don't know that that means I'm like completely satisfied. Fair. Because I think you can hold both of these things at the same time. So yeah, I'm like uh, positively discontent <laughs> about like I'm very <laughs> clear about all the things all the ways that I am failing at what I do, all the ways that I feel like, you know, Kevin, you should be doing a better job at this. Sure. While also being like, really feeling like I'm in where I need to be, mm. where I feel like ah, I'm in a great spot right now, where I feel like I'm learning a lot, I'm growing a lot, I'm having an impact on a lot of things, um, and I'm really fascinated and interested by the kind of work that I'm doing. So, okay. yeah, I don't know if that it's a good place to be. Answer, answers the question. I actually don't really know where you want to take this. So Yeah, well, honestly, me neither. It's like when you ask the question, like, what would I want to be known for? Is where you are now or what are you doing now it? Like, this is what I would like to be known for. Even, like, in your case, kind of where we took this conversation. It's like... It is for now. I am not known for what I'm doing right now or for the past couple of years or something i'm kind of known for what i've done five years ago kind of mm. a little bit is a little bit where you were taking that or, or in a way or, and i'm because i'm i'm personally not at all like i where i am now the professional the designer i am now the, the creative i am now it's not what i want to be known for like, i'm not there yet right like what i want to be known for is still hopefully in the future probably not <laughs> i don't know i hope so like, I'm not there yet. Hmm. So there's, it's always a struggle of, like, uh, you know. I think we have different ways of seeing this, though, because... Maybe. For me, it's like, this is what I'd like to be known for today, because this is what I'm doing now. And then in five years, and that will certainly be different, because I will be doing different things. So th- just the answer keeps changing with time. Oh, for sure. For sure. At least for me. Interesting. Yeah, see, I, see, the way I take that question is, like, what is your ideal image like representation of yourself like a what a, the aspirational version of yourself a little bit um yeah okay interesting yeah i approach it more as like hey is what most people would say that they know you for if you were to describe that does that match what you're doing right now see i don't know i don't know uh, when people talk about me or try to characterize it'll me. be like oh like you know netlify the guy who designed netlify uh, even then it's more like oh the silly website like it's funny and then, like you i've had this been told about me like i think last week like oh i, I always see like a uh, like some humor or creative uh, positive thing in your work and i i love that like i'm really proud of like having that be visible in people like mm-hmm. seeing that part of my work but i also need like and he's a great designer like or like does incredible work like sure if i would need both and i'm not there yet yeah like i'm like yes i make sometimes funny videos or whatever or like i can am able somehow to to inject humor into the work that's great i'm really proud of that because that's very intentional but that needs to be an add-on that they can't be just it and that other remaining part 
I'm not there yet. I know I'm mm. definitely not there yet. So there's a lot that I know it's still missing from my grand plan. <laughs> Why do you think you're not there yet? Uh, I mean, I've been playing a lot with Netlify recently. <laughs> it's great. Nah. You know? I mean, not, not, I'm really proud of the work I did Netlify, but like, there's so much. It's really solid design work. And I know I've, I've, you know, may or may not have seen other things that you're working on. <laughs> and that is also great. Sure. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's, you know, but it's not there yet. Like, I'm, I'm probably have like too high expectations or goals. Like, but I ideally. Do you think you will ever get there? Probably not. Probably not. But I, it's fine. Like, I want to aim high. And if I don't hit it, at least hopefully we'll put me, I'll still land in a, high place somehow like mm-hmm. people i aspire to like oh we just mentioned lauren brichter and like tim van damme and like all these people like yeah i would if somehow could one day think of me in that same like you know club like that and this is so um vain maybe it's just like ego or whatever but like i always had such admiration for these people mm-hmm. and for their work that I somehow strive to have other people have similar admiration for me. And again, I just even saying it out loud is like, Jesus, dude, get that <laughs> ego in check. But like, maybe that's like, as a, as a creative, like this is not my whole life, of course, like as a professional, as a designer, like that's what I strive to. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I, I think a lot of designers today, for example, wouldn't even know who Tim Van Damme is. Right. <laughs> and it's like, to us, it's like, Sorry, oh, Tim. of course, like such a like talent, so much talent, and yeah. I mean, you can say Lauren Brichter because he's been out. Or Lauren Brichter is the same, right? And then you feel like, oh my gosh, like people I really look up to, and it's like these great things that they do don't go away, and then they're, or I mean, they do in some respects, right? Like the artifact that they produced is still as great today as it was back then, hmm. but people don't get to see that really anymore so that gets to like one the point of like i think some form of archival of that amazing work i think is really important in in our industry and we haven't really figured out a good way to do that Mm -hmm, and then two there's sort of like there's not really any history or anything like that of you know design and like contribution that people have made over time and then like today it's like you know people come in and it's like oh you know may may not be as aware of people's work unless they're like really like projecting that out Mm -hmm. and plenty of people decide you know i don't have time to play this game like you know i'm not trying to impress anyone here and maybe this is probably where i'll I'll eventually land (laughs) for sure but there's still a part of me that's kind of like ah like i wish you know i don't have time for this but i'm like should I hire someone to like, <laughs> I will just like talk to them. I would just tell them mm-hmm. like, these are the things. And then please make a case study for me. Like, please update my portfolio site. <laughs> like the same way. Like I'm always so jealous of uh, seeing like the making of after the movies. Yes. Right. Like after Star Wars or something like that. Like, God, it's yes. like, you're telling me like as a director, like you have this other person, this other director whose entire job is to document <laughs> all the good ideas and all the thinking and all the things. I'm like, that yes. sounds amazing. <laughs> like, how do I do that? That like, as part of what I do, like I need to get myself in the right mind space that it's like, no, 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 no. Like the talking about the thing, the explaining the thing is part of the work itself. Yeah. And that a thing is not complete until you're able to sort of have some kind of artifact that represents that 
point in time. But I mean, I'm so far away from that because I don't even often,、uh, you know, if it's not for work stuff or layout stuff, then I don't even get to the point of launching. But、uh, <laughs> so maybe baby steps. But yeah, like that's kind of what I'm thinking about. Well, that's fascinating. That's that's fascinating. Yeah. Do you feel like that can somehow be related to the level of maturity for an industry? Because I think the fact that there's so many making offs and behind the scenes documentaries about making movies is because the documentary itself is a movie. So there's like that, you know, self gratuitous. I don't know how to classify this, but like you know, writers write about writing a lot, right? Like this, there's so many movies about making movies, like because that's their thing. Do designers design about designing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think in a way,、uh, like designers building their own. Designing their own websites and portfolios isn't, in a way, some of that. Right. But it's not mature enough and big enough to get to the point, like you said, of having another designer designing your behind the scenes or your case studies. Yeah, I'm not big enough. Basically, <laughs> is what you're saying. I, I think no one is. No, no. I think no one is. As an industry, we're not that big. You know, we don't create jobs like that. Maybe agencies are like. The sort of equivalent, right? Right. Where like the agency will have like some people will do the work, and then they have people whose job is to make the case study for that project. Because do they? I think they still do it themselves. Oh well, yeah, it's still within the agency. But I mean, it's not necessarily the same people who's designed the thing as the person who's putting together the case study. I see. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. The same way that it's like it's not a separate. Company that decides to make the <laughs> the making of of Star Wars, it's like it's part of the same. Oh, but it could be a lot of times it is. But it's like it can be like outsourced in a way,、mm. but it's still like authorized by you know the、sure. Lucasfilm Corporation, like right, like the same way that it's like the company, the the agency can choose to hire someone, but it's still created as the agency.、Sure. Yeah. I guess this is it. This is our. It's just our case studies. It's we just need to hire people to do it for us. And then we're. I'm like independent、uh, director. <laughs> Has no budget. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, directing my indie films that I'm <laughs> never showing to anyone. And then I'm, I'm. You know, I'm out here trying to make the the making of of my movies that people don't. Nobody cares about. <laughs> so、uh, yeah. in a way, I feel like this show. It's not the documentary. But like it's a recording in time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Of like where we are. It's it's a bit of the behind the scenes of our lives, kind of. To be fair, I never go back and listen to them. <laughs> But I guess if someone one day wants to make a documentary about one of our lives, this is, would be a good source. <laughs> you know, like an audio documentary. Or maybe you can get like actors to recreate, reenact the podcast. Yeah, and I mean, I think we have enough audio material. Send us a tweet if there could be actors who had to play Rafa and I in layout the movie. Who would it be? Do you have like an actor that people tell you 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 look like them?、Mm, actually, I do, but I don't like the comparison. So come on, come on. I'm not gonna say people. Send us—I I don't know why I'm pointing. Send us a tweet. <laughs> tell us which actors you think would do a great representation of us. And then in the next episode, once we have your answers, I will tell you people you should say. Okay, fair enough. No spoilers for people here. We'll see if anyone got it. Let me take a quick break just to tell you about our sponsor. Once again, Play is back sponsoring our show. We're so happy. Listen, they've been sponsoring our show for a while now. If you're a regular listener, you probably already heard us talk about it. 
So I'm not going to hit all the same points again. Let me just tell you that Play is a truly native design tool and prototyping tool and all of tools natively on iOS. And not only is that, and it can create such cool prototypes, live prototypes, live designs with like the actual component. It, it, it's really powerful because like stuff that you use maybe in Figma or Sketch or whatever you use, at the end of the day, it's a vector-based tool. A button is always going to be a rectangle with some text. But here, it's actually the native thing. is the real thing. And that's super powerful. Not only is such an incredible, powerful, competent tool that, hey, I've, I've said this before, and I, I'm not saying this because they're sponsoring. I'm telling you honestly. It's my go-to tool to design something like an interaction or something quick on device. Like for iOS, I design it directly on device. It's super cool. But not only is all of that, it's also an incredibly well-designed app that I already use as like my reference. <laughs> like if I want to check out like some creative ways and how they do some UI detail or something, it's really, really, really cool. Right now, they're still in a private closed beta, but they've offered us like a unique URL that listeners of this show can click on can, and can get in um, tool right now. So even though it's in closed beta, if you're listening to this, you can check out the URL that we have in our show notes uh, and that will give you access. So... Give it a try. You're a designer. You probably are interested in design tools. Give it a shot. Uh, CreateWithPlay.com to learn more. And again, special link for you listeners in the show notes. Uh, if you don't know where the show notes are, layout.fm slash 221. That's this episode. That's where you can find the link. Nice. Uh, huge thanks to Play for sponsoring Layout once again. Love you. All right, back to the show. Kevin, it's been an hour. Let's wrap this up. Any, where are you right now? Like, how do you feel? How, how are you taking this like new year, new chapter, whatever? You know, what's the overall mood for it? Yeah. What does twenty twenty two feel to you right now? It's a really good question. Well, I. <laughs> it's weird. Like, I actually don't feel like I have any like big course corrections that I want to be making this year. <laughs> As opposed to other years, I feel like I'm generally in a good spot. I want to keep myself honest of like, don't try to do too much. Don't try to do more necessarily. I do, obviously, we've talked for what, like an hour about Mm -hmm. trying to align or like find better ways to capture the essence of what I do more publicly. So I'm interested in looking into that. I remain forever interested in trying to launch some of the things that I'm working on. <laughs> Again, who knows uh, what will happen with that. But yeah, otherwise, I'm just like, I'm personally really excited about the work problems that are in front of me. Um, so I'm excited for next year and just getting more time to like work on a lot of that stuff. And maybe that like kind of ties back to the idea of growth being sort of a, a set of stairs kind of thing where I feel like I went up is <laughs> there now I'm maybe like starting to hit that plateau mm. and I'm just kind of excited to be like applying a lot of the things that I've been like learning for a while. And then I think there's going to be a point where I feel like, cool, like I've done this. Like, I feel like I've got this, like, you know, What's next? Like, what do you have in store for me? But right now, I feel very, like, content with the sort of, like, level of problems that I'm working on. So, at least that's that's where I'm at. Okay. How about you? Oh, cool. 
uh, it's similar. Uh, I feel like if we're gonna, if this graph of the stairs is like <laughs> the unit is years, 2020 was definitely a, a step like going up. But then instead of a plateau, I had like a double step, you know, like, okay, wait, <laughs> <laughs> there's still more. Uh, right. So it was a lot of height in that graph. But I feel like, although I still have this like new home and thing like looming and <laughs> like this will probably be a big part of the next year that's gonna be a big project yeah but i feel like it's yeah i i welcome the plateau i welcome the looking forward to the all right now make sense of the chaos and not chaos in a bad way but just like there's so much things so much stuff happening in your life that like all right breed find some inner peace and just slowly try to uh unwrap this mess right <laughs> <laughs> and like even this year i already felt like that my i have to be for my own mental health and my own like schedule my whatever i have to be more diligent more assertive and more like just say no like even this year uh one of the hardest things i think i've ever done on a more personal interrelationship level like i've cut out ties with one family member mm. and it was really hard for me it was like something that it just really affected me in, in a tricky way but i had to say like this person right now is just toxic and not good for me mm. and for my family and i have to no matter how hard it is i know it's the right thing to do but i have to you know push them away mm. like for my own sake and I, th I feel like i'll do more of those things going forward try to instead of stop trying to do everything and just be more diligent with what you do so yeah, I welcome that. We'll see. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> In a year, I guess. We'll, we'll check back. Um, last question. We know how we, we're going to face this new year or we, how we're planning to. Is there anything that I can do maybe to like either help you or keep checks on you or like anything? Ooh, that, or no? that's interesting. Mm, not anything more that I think what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Like I actually think this show is great. Like it's a... It's a good moment for us to look back on things, to analyze how we're doing stuff. Like, I think we can both keep each other accountable yep. to what we're doing and just seeing how things evolve over time. I think hopefully the listeners also know us pretty well and can keep ourselves accountable too. And yeah, like, just going going back to something we said before, like, I think there, there's going to be a time when we're glad we have these. Like, I feel like there's going to be a time when we're... Yeah, it's every day. We get, like, really old, and we're like, <laughs> hey, like, nobody cares anymore, but let's, we'll, like, uh, FaceTime each other in the metaverse, and then we'll be like, <laughs> all right, let's, let's do this, like, layout marathon. <laughs> Listen back to all of the, like, 10 years worth of episodes. Podcast in a metaverse is just, just like podcasts now, but Kevin and I are sitting in like chairs by a fireplace and like we're just <laughs> talking in our robes. I imagine like the Jedi Council. <laughs> oh, <it> just, <laughs> <laughs> or that. Yeah. Although those little like chairs look comfy. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. Okay. Well, looking forward to it. Also, really looking forward to a, a short break. It's going to feel good. Um, yeah. Should we do recommendations? I want to recommend, uh, it's one of those, like, I don't think it's, I can call it blog posts, but like there's articles online, um, like this behind the scenes design articles that I just, you know, I guess it's very much on topic. We talked about behind the scenes, documenting the work mm -hmm. and the experience and the journey. I feel like those take a lot of work and probably because of that, they're pretty rare. But when they happen, like, at least for me, they're always so memorable. 
like the Paul, you know, at Stammy designing the Twitter video blog post. I don't know if you remember yeah. that. Yeah, I remember that. Like legendary. Like there's a lot of like these posts that are just, you're just so glad that these exist because it's a rare glimpse at someone else's thought process and journey. So anyway, so I'm recommending this one that I, it's been out for like a year. I've never heard about it, seen it, but I've been, um, you, have you heard of Crafts, the, the app? I have, yeah. It won the Mac app of the year, uh, this year. So well-deserved. And I've been actually been chatting with uh, Daniel, uh, the designer at Craft, for a couple of weeks now, almost like weekly. We've just been talking about, I don't know. Oh, that's nice. The, yeah, the industry and whatever. Uh, this is before they won the award, but it was, it's been so great to also learn from him. And so, so he shared this with me, and apparently it's been out for a while, but this is, um, Craft started as an iOS app, and then when they ported it to Mac, they, they ported it with, via Catalyst, right? It's a Catalyst app on a Mac. And so with Catalyst, effectively, it's like your iOS app can run on the Mac. So you still have a lot of work to make that app feel like a Mac app. Work that, right. you know, even Apple's own apps don't do it correctly, like just open home on your Macs. So this is like a super cool post about... Effectively, the journey, they call it the missing guide for Mac Catalyst apps. And there's a whole like section just for design stuff. So they go through like typography on the Mac, like keyboards and menus. What's the difference? What are some of those small things that you probably don't even notice or consider, but go into designing a great Mac app? Um, and it's so thorough, like such a cool uh, write-up that uh, I think, you know, if you like this behind-the-scenes type of stuff... Um, it's really, really cool. So even like stuff like animations on iOS, you probably want slightly longer animations on Mac. You know, actually, it's preferred not to use animations for a lot of stuff mm. with some exceptions. And like they kind of go over like when the system uses animation, when it doesn't like you on touch, you kind of want to introduce some delay to like figure out the touch type if it's a scroll if it's a whatever on a mac you definitely don't want that so stuff that anyway it's great there's a link in the show notes but also it's craft.do slash mac catalyst dash guide that's it nice yeah that's amazing i remember seeing this and looking through nice and drilling down the pages it kind of has this like interesting style to the website right where it like layers panes on top of each other yeah so cool um it's sort of like a a fun way to explore these things and the whole thing is a craft document so it's also a ah. good showcase of like what kind of content you can do with craft nice amazing yeah check the app out also if, if you haven't seen it yet craft.do it's a great uh like a writing it's like notion but good <laughs> <laughs> it's great um sweet so my recommendation this week is a, a youtube channel called blender guru i don't know if you've heard i wonder what's it about <laughs> heard of this yeah i wonder what it's about so actually where this sort of start is uh, and i'll have a link to the show note to that too is um i guess we could say friend of the show uh gavin nelson has been uh tweeting about some of his experiments with doing like 3d for icons hmm. uh and he sh showed how he's been recreating some apple icons in 3d as just like a way to practice and i've already been dabbling in 3d for a bunch of stuff I was like, oh, yeah, like that's really cool. And I've been using Cinema 4D and always kind of felt like Cinema 4D maps with my brain better personally. Like it's mm. definitely much more user-friendly than Blender, whereas Blender, I'm like, 
I can't actually can't do anything here. Like nothing <laughs> seems to work. Uh, whereas Cinema 4D, it's like I can even without that much experience, like kind of move stuff around. But uh, so seeing him play with this, I'm like, you know what? I feel like I should. Now that I have a bit better understanding of 3D software in general, I should know a bit about Blender at least. Even if I end up deciding, you know what, not for me, at least to understand it a bit more rather than to just say like, okay, no, you know, fuck it. Let me, let me just continue down the path of what I know. Uh, and also, like we've talked about uh, Tim Van Damme, like I think he's been using Blender a lot oh, yeah. um, recently. And so a few other folks been like really interested in getting into it and so uh i found like the way that i learn anything basically is through youtube and like googling something and then like yep. finding videos um so i found this channel that actually has two million subscribers whoa uh, called blender guru and i will point people specifically to the tutorial on creating a donut <laughs> you're just create like the whole tutorial is like create this donut in 3d uh, and it's a beginner tutorial. So starting from like the very, very beginning and showing you all of the steps that go into creating that donut. So, oh my God, like Kevin, this is incredible. Modeling. How to make interiors in Blender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, a, this guy has a lot of videos, a lot of which I'm, you know, more interested in than making donuts. But the reason why I want to point people specifically to the making a donut, like, set of tutorials, like, there's a lot of different videos on this, is one, it's an amazing introduction to 3D software and touches so many different pieces, like, touches modeling, it touches texturing, rendering, animation, um, you know, generating, uh, you know, textures, uh, texture UV painting, like so many different things. Uh, and then two, this is actually, I think, the third or fourth series that he's done on making a donut in Blender. <laughs> so he's actually like repeated this like essentially over and over again like every couple of years he does another set of tutorials on the same goal to make the donut and i can guarantee you like to me is like the at least right now where the bar is for the best tutorials that i've ever watched like and you know if people have other examples of, like, amazing, like, tutorials, please send them my way. But I, I find that this, I don't even know the name of this guy, but the way that he is able to teach you some concepts, to explain to you why he's doing certain things, so not just do just do this, like, he'll explain to you why. And then three, have a sort of human connection with people where he'll be, like, doing stuff, but also be talking about other things like just random things at the same time there's like an element of this that feels sort of similar to a podcast even though he's just talking to the audience interesting while he's making this Hmm. i find this incredibly meditative as like an art form in a way where i've like i've been watching a lot of them not even like on my computer right and like following along with him but just listening and like how does he think about these kinds of problems and how is he approaching them and i've just found this series like super enjoyable and then all the other ones like there's tons more there's one that he has on designing this like a-frame cabin in the woods scene so impressive and he's like telling you about all the like his actual process and like oh i've tried this and 
and it totally didn't work. And then I like went this other way. And then I'm like, it's just really interesting and really fun. And I find it very accessible for people who, you know, don't have a ton of experience in doing 3D. So it's a great channel. Highly recommend. Even if you're not like that into 3D, um, check it out. So how was, uh, I'm, I'm really curious because I've always, you know, I've dabbled in 3D every other full moon or something. Uh, I didn't give up, you know, right after. And I've only played with Cinema 4D. And I've always wondered, like, what's the difference? Which, should I work with Cinema 4D or Blender? What's the difference? And so I know you work with Cinema 4D and now Blender, apparently. So any any tips, advice, which to pick? Or, like, you know, which one should I use for what? What's the difference? Yeah, I'm not really an expert sure. in any of these tools yet. So it's hard for me to say. So Cinema 4D will definitely be easier to get started with, in my opinion. Okay. Like, you can do a lot of simple things <laughs> in a way, like, very easily. It's much more approachable. And you can get something that looks good fairly easily. Uh, but, of course, it's paid software. So, Blender... And incredibly expensive. Yeah. So, Jeez. Blender is free. So, that's easier for people to, to like get into and try also one of the strengths right now of cinema 4d is like their rendering engine is optimized for for metal and the m1 machines now blender is like finally like they've released the first beta saw that uh, yeah that does that and then i saw was it sam i think i saw sam post about this that it was like three times faster uh renders uh, turning this on um but I've heard about that. I actually was just checking. It's, it's due to early next year, like January or something. Yeah. Um, so right now, like, that is one factor to consider. But then I'm understanding of Blender is that Blender is more, like, harder to approach, but has a lot more powerful features that, like, as you progress in your uh, 3D journey, that you can do a lot more out of the box, like, you know, through a lot more advanced things using Blender than like Cinema 4D. Maybe there would be a point where you'd have a hard time like accomplishing certain things. I don't know. I'm still in the journey of like trying to even learn how to do simple things in Blender uh, and just seeing like what are the diff- the ways of thinking about things because you th- you have to think about things slightly differently based on the the different software. But I actually find that a lot of the things that I'm learning, say through this series of tutorials i can kind of apply them to cinema 4d as well like a lot of it is about mm. observing an object and what how do you think about like let's say sprinkles on your donut how do you get those sprinkles to you know show up randomly like you can create like a particle system and emit them you could do a thing where you you make them uh, objects that can collide so you can actually like make a bunch of sprinkles and then have them drop onto your donut right in space and then you know they would bounce and then like you could do like a physics thing or you could do a thing where you're like modeling your icing and then you're scattering like essentially like dots Mm. across them and then like spreading them out that way and then how do you randomize the colors of them so it's kind of like programming like there's four loops it's really you can take that and apply it it's totally like programming. Yeah. Like a lot of what he's doing in Blender ha- is p- through patches. So like how you do materials mm. is another one that's really interesting. And like you can have um, like programmatic nodes essentially that generate, for example, noise. 
and then you can patch that through like the different properties of the material and then you can transform that and then you can pair that with like a uv map that you're painting yourself and then do like there's lots of really like if you're into the sort of like design and programming kind of mindset it's very similar and I, I think in that realm it, at least it, it like engages that same part of my brain nice that i think is like really interesting so uh yeah been really enjoying this cool i am definitely going to give this a try maybe during the, the break this this looks great yeah cool all right kevin we did it uh another year i'm really proud of uh this side project that we do same and uh, proud of our discussions and conversations and uh also looking forward to this little break so uh in the meantime you can uh, check our website layout.fm you can follow us on twitter at layout.fm i'm at rafa hari kevin is at vernal kick and uh our huge thanks to our sponsor once again uh play is back sponsoring layout our huge thanks to them uh check them out uh, at createwithplay.com and uh i think that's it I'll talk to you next year. Yeah. Have a great holidays, everyone. I was going to say you too, but you said <laughs> everyone and now. Okay. <laughs> Have a great holidays, Rafa. <laughs> you too, Kevin. We will, we'll, we'll stay in touch. We'll stay in touch. Of course. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.